We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast, presented by Twisted T. More on them here in a little bit. Michael Trigg. No longer on the Ole Miss roster, no longer on the Ole Miss football team, no longer a part of the Ole Miss football program. We'll discuss that, lessons learned from that. We've been talking about that for a while. And uh, and more, are commercials actually making the game longer in college football? Athletic, we're really good dive into that too. So that and more coming up on today's show. Again, the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, 569, couple sides, bread, any size fountain drink. There, they change every single day. The uh, beer cave for this weekend, if you're heading to the Grove, if you're heading to Tailgate, you're going to need some alcoholic beverages probably to do that. Let them help you out. If you're just watching at home, if you just need to stock up for the week, whatever, beer cave there at the Oxford Exxon. And then remember your uh, catering options, the pulled pork, the slabs of ribs. They have several different specials there to take care of you, no matter how big of a group you are feeding this weekend for Ole Miss and LSU, 5 o'clock Saturday on uh, ESPN. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Got some guests coming your way here in the next couple of days. Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901 759 Three one 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 walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, seven thirty a.m. to four p.m. We'll have a post-game show Saturday after the game. It's brought to you by Dead Soxy. Insert your Michael Trigg sock joke here. 
Uh, check out their exclusive selection of NIL products that directly give back to Ole Miss Athletics. Dead Sox, he knows that success on the field is directly impacted by what they contribute off the field. Uh, Dead Sox, he wants you to be a part of the solution and get something in return. The coolest socks on the planet. They, you can get individual pairs. Sign up for the NIL Socks subscription. With the subscription, you not only get membership perks and early access to exclusive collaborations, but you also receive a regular rotation of NIL socks when you want them. So uh, go to deadsoxy.com backslash rebels for more. You just put those on heavy discount. Try to, you know, I mean, look, still high quality socks. So, I mean, if you wear pants, yeah. you're covering them up. What's the difference? You just put those on heavy discount if you're yeah. Jason and our friends at Dead Soxy. That's the, that's the tip there. You know, when I was in. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The, you were in Tulane. And that was the week that I was kind of doing it. And he sent me the thing. I don't know. I, I think Michael would I probably might get mildly irritated. But um, I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, we're obligated. I was like, okay. I mean, it's your show, but I don't know. <laughs> Two well, weeks later. So it, it, it's good. The good example I had of this, actually, that weekend's what we think of it is that I was doing some shopping or whatever. I was in New Orleans for the two lane weekends, looking for some Saint stuff. And um, there's just, there are actually several of them now. It's been kind of neat to watch this certain store kind of blow up and franchise through New Orleans as I've been going to it for 10, 15 years. And uh, they had a bunch of, you know, they have the puns on the t shirts with all the players. And they still had a bunch of Will Lutz stuff up. Well, he'd been traded to the Broncos like two days before that. Heavy markoffs, yeah. just like, hey, we're we're giving this away. It's like two bucks. Just come take it out of our shop right now. Go grab the Will Lutz stuff and and move on with uh with with, with your day. Um, it, it 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 made me laugh at the time. Also, I to I don't know who wrote the book. I don't know how widespread it was, but I really laughed because Jackson and other places could take advantage of this too. There was a children's book in the store in New Orleans that said, Hello, Pothole. And it was a picture of a pothole on a street on oh. the cover of the children's book uh, there as the uh, thought. That's kind of clever. You know what? Yeah. Probably probably makes it into some gift ideas. Um, were you watching last night? I'm trying was, to be somber here no, no, for I was not the, watching. the loss of the, uh, the baseball was, game. I was listening. Um, you I was listening. I was in Tupelo with Carson. Um, I was not watching. Um, when it went to six three, I knew they were going to lose. They have no bullpen left. It's the part of it where people are like, "Are you devastated?" I'm like, "No, I'm not devastated because they they they're not they don't have enough to get there. They've lost a lot of games the last three weeks. It's because their bullpen is just done." I like David Ross. He was a great player. He will always be a a special part of that team. I mean, the whole video thing that. Whoever put it together, they did a big two-hour thing on that World Series, mm -hmm. and it basically revolved around David Ross. He's just not an in-game manager. He's not a good in-game manager. He overmanaged last night. He does that routinely. Uh, but no, uh, we were not even – it was on in the car on the way back, but Carson last night wanted to talk about colleges, and so I let that be a priority over a Cubs-Braves baseball game. And so we were having conversations about – what he was thinking about doing and schools schools and things of that nature. So my phone lit up with, with it. It was, we knew that he had lost the ball in the lights. Apparently it is what it is. Look there. Did you get home before it was over? No, okay. no, it ended. We were still on six. 
they weren't there was no guarantee they were going to get out of the ninth with Merriweather. They're 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 on fumes from a pitching standpoint. So no, I mean I'm not, I'm not still was good last night. He was good. But he took him out too early. He needed to let him go one more hitter. Needed to see if he could get through the sixth. And he just doesn't do it. He, so he burned an arm to get that last out in the sixth. And it's like, hey, man, you're going to have to manage this game differently. And I just don't think he – I don't think he's good at that. He he bunted for – no one wants to hear all this. <laughs> I hate bunts. You know that. I'm aware. Almost in any situation. I despise them. Yeah. You have a man on – leadoff man on first. Jan Gomes gets a hit. I think top of the eighth. You're up one run. Jan Gomes is a catcher. You're a really good catcher. But he can't run. And so you bunt with Miles Mastroboni, who had three hits already that night. You bunt with Miles Mastroboni. So, of course, he bunts into a fielder's choice. And then you take Pete Crow Armstrong out, who you put in in the fourth inning of the game. Puts him in in the fourth inning. He's been doing this stuff for weeks now. He puts him in in the fourth inning as a defensive substitute. And then you take him out to let Patrick Wisdom, who strikes out a lot, hit for him. Wisdom strikes out. You have to move Bellinger to center field. And on that play in the bottom of the eighth, if Crow Armstrong's in the game, the way he plays defense, he's an elite defensive player and he can't hit at all. But he's an elite defensive player. He probably goes in front of Suzuki, catches the ball. On, and we're not talking about on right to now. the ninth. And maybe we're talking about Merriweather blowing it in the ninth or whatever. But anyway, just no, I'm not. I, I wasn't. All these people are like, are you devastated? I'm like, no. I mean, this isn't this is an 82 win team. This isn't game six of the NLCS when you're trying to clinch it and you're yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. No. Let's not put this in Bartman categories. Not here, even I mean. close. This isn't even like the twenty the twenty nineteen collapse where that was a good team for mm-hmm. four months. This has been an average team for a long time. It's been a team that struggled to win despite huge run differentials. Like, really, to play to their ability in a way. In a way. Bullpen. Yeah, sure. It's like Carson said last night. He goes, if they had a good bullpen, they'd have 90 wins. So, yeah, more, more than fair. <laughs> yeah. And if they had 90 wins, we, that last night wouldn't have been a big deal. It just wouldn't have been a ball lost in the lights. The one thing I will say, I wrote about this in my notebook a little bit. Seiya Suzuki in the last two months has been the best player on the Cubs team. Okay. He is, by all accounts, a remarkably good dude who took a mental break during the year, came back and has played super. Mm-hmm. The way people destroy people on social media after athletic contest is crazy to me. I mean, it's nuts to me. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I'm not, not trying. Lane Kiffin talked about this on Sunday. Sam Pittman talked about it on Monday. I'm sure there are other coaches who have talked about it. Damn, man. Relative anonymity is maybe the biggest poison in our society that you think because you're not in front of someone and they don't necessarily, even if your name is on there, they don't know who you are. Yeah. You have the freedom to say whatever you want. Yeah. About and anybody. And get it to them. Yeah. That they have to acknowledge your presence of doing that. That now venting is, I'm going to Twitter and going to personally condemn you for what happened. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Do you think he meant to lose the ball in the lights? I mean, he he puts his hand up to Bellinger, which indicates that he he, he saw the ball, and mm-hmm. then he lost it in the lights. Yeah. 
He talked about it after the game last night. He said, I don't want to use it as an excuse. He did this through an interpreter. But basically, in Japan, they don't play in as many of those triple-deck stadiums. The lights are different. This is only his second <clears throat> year in the States. He just missed the ball. He lost the ball. It happens. No one talks about the fact that earlier in the game, Ronald Acuna sort of misjudged a ball that led to a triple. But it happened but in the wasn't, second yeah, inning. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean... Yeah, I had given up on it. It was 6-1 Cubs. I had quit. Um was doing something else, and then Tyler sent me a text and was like, oh, God, and I was like, what? And then he sent me the play, and we chatted about it for a minute, and that was that. Was that so. <clears throat> While he was peddling a large assortment of rain, apparently. Yeah, you've um, got four <laughs> things of Pallets, in, my, in my garage that you need to remember to get today. Yeah. Oh. So that I don't have to hear about it from okay. other sources, other people in my household. So I'm going to get to Michael Trigg in a minute, um, but we'll do it after the break in a few minutes. Uh, the level of murder yesterday from Kate McNamara on Brian Ferenz during his press conference. Oh, I laughed. I didn't see this. This is good in, in, in fan-based psychology, actually. I, I find this fascinating. You didn't see this? No, I, I, was, okay. I had a day yesterday. All right, so... McNamara has his weekly press conference in Iowa City yesterday. Iowa quarterback for anyone, yes. obviously. If you've been under a rock, their offensive coordinator is the coach's son, and he has to score 325 points this season to keep his job. 25 points per game. They yeah. got beat 31 to nothing by Iowa Yes, over the weekend. By Penn State. Oh, sorry, yes. Of yeah, course. Sure. They beat themselves too, but sure. So he was asked about Iowa wide receivers. He goes, hey, you know, basically, Iowa wide receivers through four games have 14 total catches. Yeah. Yes, 14 total catches yeah. through four games. It's three and a half a game. Yes, and we basically ask, hey, is there an emphasis on getting them the ball? <laughs> What's that like or whatever? And McNamara's quote in totality, I'm just the quarterback. I'm not calling the plays or doing that. It's fair. It is a fair answer, but it is just completely filleting him right there on the. But here's where I love fan base psychology is. And look, this back to the Twitter, the social media, mm -hmm. the whole thing. It's not real life. Companies make decisions based off social media. People make decisions off social media. It, it is fringes. Yes. Especially the people who actually are commenting. Has to be. It's it's 10% of the, 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 the polls. It has to be. Yeah, it is. There's no doubt. He's the one getting blown up. McNamara. Yeah. By a lot For of what? Iowa Twitter. Oh, he's just not a leader. You don't say that. It's like, look at what your coach is doing to your program. What the hell is he supposed to say? He's not one of us. He's a transfer. He came in. He doesn't get it. He's not leading his team. What's he going to Again, what was the correct answer there from a, yeah, we're really working on this every week. I mean, we're yeah. really trying to get oh, the ball to the receivers. Let's, I mean, let's go one day at a time. And good Lord willing, things will work out. No, the offensive coordinator sucks. Yes. The offensive scheme sucks. Manny Diaz, like you could see him on the, on the other sideline over there going, oh God, this is so much fun. He was just getting to try whatever he wanted to try. No tempo. There's no. There's there's no misdirection. There's nothing it's to base. Just and, go. And so Mandy's like, okay, well, what exotic blitz have I not run? Okay, let's run it. Because why not? Yeah, I mean, it worked. Everything worked. It's one sentence. It just made me laugh. I went, huh? Yeah. Well. I mean, I I don't. So they're blowing up Cade McNamara. Yeah. He shows up trying to do the best he can. Back there getting killed. 
He picked a good situation in a way and picked a horrific situation in another way. Yeah. It's. Can you imagine if that were happening at Ole Miss right now? Oh, my God. I mean, we would be calling for we and we we don't ever call for heads. We'd be saying this is stupid. You got to go. It's got to go. Yeah. No, he signed the he signed the fired papers as soon as they put it in the contract and made it public. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Because again, if he scores three twenty seven and they go seven and five, are you going? Well, did a hell of a job. Got to the number. See, it's like. So I I just don't understand how it's Cade's fault. It's, it's not it, Cade's fault. Yeah, it's it's Kirk Ferentz's fault. Yes, it's not even Brian's fault. Not Brian's fault. It's Kirk. This Ferentz's is hiring fault. Ed Orgeron right now. Yes, not Ed's fault. That was Robert Kayette's fault. Not Brent Schaefer's fault. You can worship at the feet of the guy, but it doesn't. We do this with football coaches too. There's, I, I wrote about this in my mailbag a little bit just then. <laughs> we we worship them. We worship coaches to the point of no, no, they're not above. They're, 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 they make mistakes, lots of them. I mean, Kirk Ferentz screwed this up. This will end up being his legacy at Iowa, a guy who had has had a tremendous run there. This will be his legacy that he could not put program above family. And look, a lot of people might screw this up. Yeah, sure. Hiring him to start with was the failure. Yeah. Getting in this situation, period. When you are the head coach at a program like that, can you really afford to hire your son? You can probably get away with it as a position coach, but once they right. get into the coordinator role, right, right. becomes a whole he's play caller. Right. That's a whole different animal. It'd be like be like Mike Bianco hiring one of his boys and making to run the hitting. And making him the pitching coach. Yeah. Even if he were qualified, you're setting yourself up for that. And in this case, he very clearly isn't getting the job done. He didn't get the job done last year, and they kept him. I mean, Grind says, but isn't Kirk basically Iowa? What are they without him? I don't know. I think we're going to find out. I'm still, I still want to see Stoops turn it down. When it actually gets there on paper, I want to see him turn it down. And look, we said the same thing about Kansas State. Bill Snyder's the only one that's won there. Uh, only one that's done this. I, you know, Bill Snyder won twice, and you can't win there. Dude, now's done doing a hell of a job. You can make the right hire. You can keep the right culture in place. You can keep the. It's not even culture. It's identity. Programs like Iowa, like Kansas State, I have an identity. It's what I recruit to. It's what I develop to. It's what I do, and I'm going to find somebody to run that type of program. It's the reason State's kind of in the wilderness right now mm-hmm. is they lost their identity. Yeah. And now they've shifted identity over the years. Mullen had a different one than Leach and whatnot. But if you're Mark they're, Stoops, they're do, you, do, you, do you leave Kentucky for Iowa? He's an Iowa boy. Do you leave Kentucky for Iowa? I don't know. Got a good gig at Kentucky. He's got a great gig at Kentucky. I've never been to Iowa. I don't know. All the jokes aside, <laughs> I've been to Lexington a few times and generally like it. Yeah, I've only been in the other half of the state of Iowa. I've never been in that part of the, the area. How far was I from Iowa City when I was going to Omaha? And just cutting through that I portion ask, of the... I can ask our friend Siri here. I'm just curious. Hey, Siri, how far is it from Omaha to Iowa City? 249 miles by car, three hours, 34 minutes. So I was yeah. probably two and a half hours away at one point. Good ways. Yeah, not close. 
Same ceiling, but Iowa has higher expectations. Well, then it's a bad job compared to Kentucky. Yes. Kentucky's a great job. You, you win seven and a half games there. They're, 90% of the people are going to be happy with you. Making a ton of money. He's into horse racing. He's into bourbon. Lots of that in They're Kentucky. both patient as hell. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky's, they just want you to get to basketball season. Is he Is he actually into those things, or is he into those things because he's at Kentucky? I think he's actually into those things. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, I don't, don't say you word for it. I don't fine. know him. I'm, I'm told that. Really? Yeah. Because he has. He's gotten all up into the horses and the alcohol yeah. and the whole yeah. deal. I think he's got his own bourbon thing. Does he really? He's part of some deal that, yeah, whatever. That's cool. I mean, not hating on him for that. No, of course not. I like Lexington. I've always liked it. Nothing wrong with Keenan no, and the whole deal. No, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. And if I could make, what's he make? Eight million? If I could make more eight, than that, eight, eight, six, I think. Is, okay. Is, if I could make $8.86 million a year, would I like Lexington, Kentucky? I think I'd like it quite a bit. If I'd smart you. to live in Lexington for eight, eight, be, six. I think I'd be good. Yeah. Gonna be all right. I think I'd be good. Head out to Keeneland a couple of times. It's cool. Go to a couple of distilleries. Yeah, sure. I could be content. For Make eight, that work for eight plus in in uh in Lexington. Sure, he's a pain in Calipari's ass, but yeah, which John's his own pain right now. Well, look, when you take the Kentucky basketball job, you you know what the expectations are. Yeah, it's not. It's out in front of you. It's not it's hey. fair, whether it's fair or not. Those are the expectations. Win the national championship. Mm. That's it. Or get damn close. And there's no excuse. There's nope. no. There's the mitigating factors do not count. Nope. That's the that's the job description. Lead the media with Duke and North Carolina and Kansas and win that win 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 games. The goal is to win the national championship. Yes. And if you get really close and don't make it, that's okay. Yeah. But that's the goal. And if you don't get really close, it's not okay. Yeah. Does it matter if a meteor blew up your practice facility? Again, at least it's hidden. It's not hidden. No, it's very transparent. Yeah. You ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea and packs flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. So whether you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching in a bar, hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate your game day experience. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. Let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, and mentally relax a little. For me, it was a life changer. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash m p w we're also brought to you by the college corner if you're coming into uh, oxford this weekend make uh, the college corner a part of um, 
of your weekend. Stop by their new location in Oxford. It's right off of Sisk in the uh, Oxford Commons area. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Their staff's going to have you in and out, ready for the Grove in absolutely no time. So, again, that's the College Corner in Oxford. They also have two locations in uh, two locations in the Jackson area, and you can visit them online at collegecornerstore.com. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. He can service customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure that Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. Contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? Should you consider Roth conversions? Those are some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. So whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the New Orleans-style barbecue to the uh, garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo. Some great options, and again, it's to you at your door, fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate, and we're going to give you a uh, discount to take advantage of all the different options. You can stock up on your favorites or try some you have not tried before. That's code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. Five pouches, 25% off there with code RG, again, at PrimeShrimp.com. Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Fear prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. They also transfer your medications one phone call, and they will handle the rest to get you out of the big box pharmacy and with a local pharmacy there with Tyson Drugs or GM. That's 662-236-2222. So <clears throat> Michael Trigg off the Ole Miss football roster, um, Ole Miss confirming that he is no longer with uh, said program. If you had under 250 total receiving yards for his career, you, you've cashed um, on the uh, – <laughs> It's I, I say it almost kind of as, as, as dark humor. Um, transfers from USC with Jackson Dart, all the hoopla that surrounded that at the time. A lot of hoopla off of one play in a practice. And an insanely talented human. Yeah. Physically. 17 ca- catches, 156 yards, three touchdowns, all against all, the three touchdowns, all against Central Arkansas last year. Um, Suffered a collarbone injury. Came back. I don't think he played again until the Texas Bowl, maybe something like that. Especially back for Alabama, and it kind of went sideways there for whatever reason. Um, well, the whatever reason was stuff off the field. Yeah, of course. Just culture issues. They were frustrated with him. Had four catches, 65 yards this season. Had the huge catch against Tulane mm-hmm. that at the time was kind of saving their bacon a little bit. Um, it was more of a dart play, but sure, he it caught the ball. <laughs> Quarterback spins and goes around in Mexico. Okay. Trick didn't screw it up. He caught the football. He did catch it. He caught the football. Um, and the drop that everyone talks about against Georgia Tech, in fairness yeah. to Michael, the ball was a little high and it a was. little behind him. 
an SEC tight end should catch that. But it wasn't on target. But it wasn't like a people go. It was right on his hands. It was an easy catch. No, it wasn't. It was. It, it was going to require a little athleticism. And frankly, over the course of his career, for whatever reason, his athleticism appeared to be dwindling a little bit. And it hasn't translated for whatever reason. Um, you know, because look, I mean, I, I do think a minute, a minute of background here is that, you know, there have been problems since day one with buy-in, with just showing up, with just doing the things necessary to facilitate having a successful SEC football career. Lane has been frustrated with him for the middle side of it, for not lining up correctly, for not understanding, for not doing the studying, the the, the things necessary from from that standpoint. Um, it was kind of a running joke last spring in preseason camp that he just wouldn't get lined up in the right spot. Yeah. Um, he has had multiple times where there have been valid rumors of him quitting or being kicked off, or however you want to phrase the connotations of those things, but them separating from one another. He was kicked off the practice field in a – preseason he was camp practice and we saw it and we were basically told with pretty good sources at the beginning of the season that he was going to preserve a red shirt not play or either not play past the point of burning a red shirt and then figure out where his time was beyond that but it wouldn't be at Ole Miss what appeared to change was Creighton was Caden Prescorn's injury and then subsequently Hudson Wolf's injury right because he didn't play in the first half against Mercer and then dressed out after that when Wolf got hurt. Lane said they were not connected. Okay. I'll take his word yeah, yeah, for it. Sure. You, it could have been a half suspension. That is possible. Well, the players who have served half suspensions before were dressed for the first half. They were. So, it's, I don't It's know. possible there was a new thing. I, 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 it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't have I relevance. Mean, in fairness to Lane, he's never going to comment on that internal stuff. And, and had he started there... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... He looked at us and he probably it's whatever. If you made me bet, yeah. I would bet that Lane threw in that it wasn't connected and immediately regretted saying it. Should have just kind of left it. But whatever. It doesn't it's matter. cool. We're all not going to start a civil war over that <laughs> sentence. I, I'm, no, not, no, no, I'm no. not anyway. I mean, there are some people in the media right now who appear to be ready to go to blows with Lane Kiffin. I'm, I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that you can't have a slight slip of the tongue here and there. So, the timing is interesting to me on a couple different fronts. He could have played in one more game and still preserved a red shirt. But this happens now once Caden is back on the field. Yeah. They no longer needed him along with Kyron Heath to play tight end, at least from a major depth standpoint. And then this happens. So, look, it's Ole Miss has hit on some really good transfers. Chance Campbell, Troy Brown. A number on this team. I think John Saunders is playing well. I, I can name a lot. Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Came in with Trick. All right now. Quincy McGee. Sure. Victor Kern. Play him. Yeah. JJ Pegues. Yeah. There's I stuff. Mean, frankly, there. It's another topic. We, we might get into it in a minute. Go ahead. Sorry. But we've been talking about Chris Marshall a ton. And now we're talking about Michael Trigg in the same vein is that it's the exact same scenario. At least physically, ultra-talented ultra, ultra talented guy, big program. Didn't really do anything on the field to justify it beyond a recruiting ranking and talent level. Comes in and gets played into this huge role and then doesn't pan out for reasons that you look back and go, eh. Well, look, I said this the other day. I'll say it again. It's a giant red flag. 
when you've been at a program one semester at a big program and they're just like, yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do. That's that's woo, waving bright red flag. I mean, the the red flags on the beach. It's the best best analogy. You can still go in the water if you want to, and it might work out. But it, when as the riptide's pulling you out, don't go. You weren't warned. Is it worth it? I don't know. I'd love that. Be, like people, I say, if you could have a conversation with Lane Kiffin and whatever, whatever, and it was off the record for background, and we had a real frank. It would be like. Yeah, sure. Hey, has this changed your philosophy on some of these guys? Because it looks like the philosophy is changing. It looks to me that they're going with more of a high school emphasis. I don't know that to be the case. We won't find out until this year. There might be some mass exodus in December that results in another mass influx, and we're like, oh, my God, we're doing this again. He I don't did kind of tell you yes, though. You asked that question several weeks ago or during camp. I don't yeah. remember when. It was during camp. And essentially, his answer was, hey, yeah, as we've gotten here longer and been able to sort of put, get our feet down and yeah. get no, some he said, foundation. And I, mean, I yeah, said, in yeah, an yeah. ideal world, okay, would you – because it's not fair if you go, hey, are y'all going to start recruiting more high school guys? In an ideal world, would you prefer to build your program through high school guys as opposed to being as portal dependent? And he said – he did that deal where, okay, well, that's a fair question. <laughs> you can always see in his mind, go, that's a stupid question, or you already know the answer to that. He Why? grades them one to ten in his head a little yeah. bit. It's or, like, okay, yeah. that's legitimate. Let me let me give that some thought. Let me think about it for a minute. And so he paused, and he looked at me, and he said, well, in an ideal world? And I kind of shook my head like, yeah, in an ideal world. I'm not holding you to this. I'm just curious. And he was like, yeah, that's the way you do it. You'd build it with high school guys you build a foundation you'd use the portal as free agency i i I don't hey look maybe they go 11 and one and this thing he he can come to me and go hey you're an idiot see it worked and and i'll go damnest thing damnest thing you make nine million i don't kudos it worked out for you um but I, i i suspect that he he his honest opinion is that they're 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 too portal dependent and that it, it leads to very tenuous locker rooms. Well, look, coaches want stability. They want they want knowns. The portal is not knowns. You're just you're you're creating this. In I don't even mean the coaches, but them too, in a way, because when they sit down in the summer and go, okay, what does our two deep look like? Well, they're going to give some best case scenarios with their portal guys because that's how you put it together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, sure. Fans do it a ton. Oh, well, God, if he did it that oh, there, yeah. what's he going to do here? All 25 of the guys they brought in were going to be superstars. Yeah, well, it sets up this thing for coaches and fans to get poor expectations when it comes becomes reality because that doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work that. And coaches know that. But you're still just going, okay, I know all these guys aren't going to hit, but I don't know which one of these guys aren't going to hit and why. Yeah. So as it becomes more, it's like you're talking about, Okay, Chris Marshall, God, I mean, you see the lights, and they're bright, and God, he was 1A in the spring. I mean, he was a bitch out there physically. He's good. Chris Marshall going to tear up that Juco in Texas. Um, But you're always going, hey, when's the shoe going to drop? What if? And you're just gambling, and you're gambling money now because, I mean, they paid Chris Marshall until he got kicked off. I mean, yeah, wasn't the full freight, but there was definitely something involved with that. JJ, thanks for the uh, not JJ Mac Attack. Thank you for the uh, super chat. He says, "Can we please talk about the underutilization of JJ? I assume he means Pegues on, he does. on offense. I'm assuming 
noting the existing issues on that side of the ball. I, I don't. I'm assuming you mean Pegues, not Henry, correct? Oh, it's a good question. Yeah. Are we talking about J.J. Pegues not playing more tight end blocking because of the offensive line issues, or are we talking about J.J. Henry because of the wide receiver issues? Clarify that, and we'll answer I, the question. I asked about J.J. Henry, and he did not comment, so I would assume. Was he built into your question that yes, day? Yes. When he only talked about Aiden Williams? Yes. And I took that as him saying something without saying something. Yeah, he did not go down the list. He means Pegues. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. I mean, he's up to 290-something pounds now. He's playing defensive tackle. I don't know that he could really come in and be a functional tight end. He has played five snaps, five run game snaps. I don't know if he's played more than that or not. As kind of a running back, H-back sort of goal line. He's a goal line blocker um, for whatever this is worth. Again, five snaps, okay? Okay. Five snaps. PFF has him the best blocker on the team. I'm by that. Whatever you want to make of that. He grades out by far the best blocker on the team. But now, correct me if I'm wrong. Every snap he's taken has been at the goal line. It's been yeah, it's been, it's been jumbo package stuff. Yes, hundred percent. He's not playing in the middle of the field. So the risk you take if you put him, he's in also the, one of your better defensive linemen. The risk he's you a take starting is, defensive yes. tackle. You put him at at a position where he's not as familiar, certainly not as experienced. And A, he's not effective, or B, worse, he gets hurt, and now you lose a defensive lineman in the process. Which would be a problem. Well, they don't have tons of them. Yeah, I'm looking here. Total snaps for Pegues. Yeah, five five offensive snaps on the season okay. for Pegues. He is graded out from a blocking. or His offensive grade is 89.5, which is elite. That's in blue yeah. for PFF, which is elite. He has an 82 run block score, which is the best, second best run block score on the team. Ulysses Bentley has a higher run block score. The more you know. There you go. I would not have guessed that. No. But no, that's a small It's an incredibly size. small sample size. That's like Well, and he gets a ton of credit for that one block that I think Kublik pointed out on Twitter was was it it was Bentley or Jam Griffin that missed his block and Pegues cleaned his block up, that block and one more guy. It was down on the goal line when it sprung for a touchdown and Pegues blocked down and took out three defenders yeah. on the one play. So again, make of that what you uh what you will. Run the board yesterday, people asking, uh Jam Griffin appears to be in concussion protocol. Okay. Um, so that is his absence or the reason he was not at practice on Tuesday, to the best of my knowledge there. Run blocking grades to date, by the way, just because I'm curious now. 57-7 for McGee. Um, 63-1 for Kern. 63-6 for Acker. 65-3 for Warren. 58-5 for Pettis. Um uh, 67-4 for James. I guess that's the main ones. Unless I see something different. Pass blocking scores. Here's the concern for Ole This is what's the concern for Ole Miss, even from a pass blocking standpoint. Their worst three grades on pass blocking mm-hmm. of their linemen that have played any snaps to register. Jaden Williams, Caleb Warren, and Michael Pettis. I'm sorry. Warren, well, worst four. Worst four, Williams, Warren, Pettis, James. 
It's not good. Everybody else is higher. I get it's limited snaps. I get it's against bad competition. I, I, I get all that. But like Reese McIntyre is a 76 pass blocking. Caleb Warren's a 58.7. Pettis 58.5. James 54.5. Ulysses Bentley somehow is an 82 and against the run block and 21 against the pass block, by the way. So don't put him back there to protect Dart on an incoming linebacker. It's the part of this game Saturday that I'm having a hard time with. Like, there's this thing in my gut that goes Ole Miss wins because it's at home and they desperately need to win and they're kind of due to win. And LSU was kind of weird last week after looking great against Mississippi State. Yeah, and again, on the pro football focus stuff, um, the, it's not it's not like a 90 is an A and a B, an 80 is a B. Anything above about... 70 is good right like it's not right right it's right. not what you're thinking from a great it's not standpoint. an exam like, average is like 68 somewhere in there so just keep that in mind i'm not justifying their grades by any means i'm just saying sometimes you hear 78 and you go well god that's still a c no that's good yeah, 78 that's it's, 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 it's he, he, he did a good job so that's what i'm saying there no look i don't it's it's the question you guys ask and it's a very valid question i don't have an answer and frankly the coaches avoid giving an answer is What's going on with the offensive line because it's worse than last year? And is it simply Nick Brooker's gone? Was he make that big of a deal? Like, why is Jaden Williams not playing? And why, when he does play, is he worse than he was last year? I don't know. I, I don't either. Because he is. His grades are worse than last year. And frankly, left tackles out on an island most of the time. It shouldn't be much difference. I wonder if Jeremy's completely healthy. I wonder if Caleb Warren's completely healthy. Sure. Um, Micah Pettis plays so high sometimes, and he's big. And look, he'll grab somebody, and that's that. You know, he's so strong that when he grabs a guy, the guy stops, mm-hmm. which calls attention to him grabbing, and him. it lets the referee see it. I mean, like I told you, he got away with multiple holds in Tuscaloosa. They could have just. Whoop, I have day. not played a blocking position since I was a freshman in high school, so let me make that very clear here. But it looks like Pettis goes for the highlight instead of the technical block. I think that's fair. He's grabbing more. He's doing things to kind of show out versus consistently blocking his man. He appears to <clears throat> love to just maul somebody. Pancake is his friend. Yeah, he loves it. And, and so, he's a big physical and, dude. And he gets his share of them. The problem is, and again, I'm not an offensive lineman, and the next time I coach an offensive line, will be the first. I'll let you guys know how that works. But it feels like he's not as focused on the technical part as he should be. Could be completely wrong. Could be totally wrong. I don't, I don't know. I'm fascinated to see. I'm going to put my binoculars on Ole Miss's defensive line. I mean, Ole Miss's offensive line and LSU's defensive line all night. Which you kind of do anyway. You like that, but I'm not. It, I'm not going to stop at the first five plays. I'm just going to from that. I'm I'm going to go there all day. You'll figure out where the ball goes when the ball goes there. I'll watch a replay. Yeah, I want to watch what that looks like. Yeah, because I think it's the game. Yeah, I do too. That and what you do with neighbors. What will they do? Pray. 
I, I don't play know. play zone, right? They won't lock him up on a lot of man. Not unless you feel like you have somebody who can guard him in man. Mississippi State tried that, and it was a bad, bad, bad outcome for them. I mean, they put Prince on him? I mean, as good as he is, I just don't know. You got to bracket him and just hope it works. I think you have to bracket him and mix in some zones, and you've got to get to the quarterback. And then you got to contain him when you get to him because you can't let him run 30 <clears throat> yards like he did last year in Tiger Stadium. Might be one of those games where if you talk, you know, if you can't give me dart stats, give me like Ivy and Cedric. Do you have some tackles for loss? Did you put yeah. some in pressure on Daniels? Could you get him down when you get to him? Do you contain him? And look, the other kid's good too. Um, his name's escaping me right now, but he's legit. I have it right here. Hold on. Oh, and then I, I know people like roll their eyes at Lane when he gave that answer about Centurion on. Monday, but Lane wasn't going to go, yeah, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to line up Centurion right here, and then on, on third down, we're like, he wasn't going to give you an answer right there. So the, I, I wouldn't make that out to be that he is or is not going to play some sort of spy on uh, Jaden Daniels on Saturday. I just don't think that's what – either way, that's not what that made it out to be. What do you got? <clears throat> oh, I'm just looking for receiving okay. stuff. I've got SEC stats. From LSU? What I've got is – yeah, I've got SEC. I'm trying to kind of sort it out. All right. One Hill's doing that. I'll tell you with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. It's why it's America's number one meal kick kit. With a busy fall schedule, it doesn't only leave you time to spare. With HelloFresh, you don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal with their quick and easy recipes and 15 minute meals. You can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes for takeout or delivery. HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You can also stock your fridge with easy breakfast, quick lunches, fresh snacks. Just shop HelloFresh Market and add any of the tasty, time-saving solutions to your weekly box. The recipes are really, really simple. I've been able to do them myself. I've used HelloFresh multiple times for a long time there. So if you're coming in in the evening, they make them quick, they make it easy, and does not stress you out from a dinner standpoint. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50MPW and use code 50MPW for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50MPW and then code 50MPW for 50% off plus 15% the next two months. America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support. I hate taking pills. I drink it every morning. I basically make my drink every night. Put it in the refrigerator. Let it get really cold. First thing I have in the morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, and covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. Like I said, I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water. First thing in the morning, done. also like that it costs less than $3 a day. That's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and three, I'm sorry, five travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash MPW. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. We're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Whitney's serving you in Oxford, Tupelo, anywhere in between, whether you're looking for residential or uh, you're looking for um, uh, commercial or property, get in touch with Whitney. She can help you. Very professional. Uh, she's going to do a great job 
She's helped a lot of uh, Rebel Grove subscribers, a lot of MPW listeners. She can help you as well. 662-567-2573 or Whitney at tmhomes.com. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, people, and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. It's uh, astock.bid, A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation, benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. I'm going to be talking to John Edwards here soon about something that's way down the road that we're talking about planning. You can do the same thing. If you're thinking about planning a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories, one that you're going to be talking about for a long time, you owe it to yourself to get in touch with John Edwards. It's what he does so well. Give him some parameters, give him a budget, and then let him help you come up with some options that you're probably not going to think of on your own. It's uh, 901. 494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. OleMissTix.com for your single game Ole Miss football tickets. That includes LSU this weekend, all the remaining home games. So if you don't just need tickets for one particular game, let them help you out. That's OleMissTix.com. Also, basketball season tickets on sale. That's OleMissTix.com. And then remember the Tad Pad game coming up in november it's not on tv it's not being streamed the only way you can watch it is right there inside the arena to do that again they got vip packages available they're doing a lot of commemoration stuff that night really cool event cool night olemistix.com for the tad pad game as well and then the podcast brought to you by johnstill creamery johnstillcreamery.com if you need some help with your tailgate it's wednesday hurry they can still help you out all you got to do is go to their website, go to JostinHillsCreamery.com. You can pick up at Chicory Market, specify Friday or Saturday, and then what game you need, and then what it is that you're looking for from a food standpoint. They feed 10, 20, or 40. They've got great stuff, including some of my favorites, which is the uh, fruit tray with the cheesecake dip, the charcuterie trays, the artisanal cheese trays they make locally every single day and much more. So, again, that is JostinHillsCreamery.com. Did you find the wideouts name? I did. So, uh, first and foremost, this game, the two most efficient passers in the league are really? going against one another. Okay. Jackson Dart's number one, followed by um, Jaden Daniels. Receiving uh, yards per game, Malik Neighbors is first. Okay. Ryan Thomas Jr. for LSU is fifth. In case you're wondering, Jordan Watkins is fourth. Dayton Wade is tenth. Uh, yards per catch, uh, Dayton Wade is third. Jordan Watkins is fourth. Uh, neighbors is 10th reception yards neighbors is number one uh brian thomas jr for lsu is seventh uh jordan watkins for ole miss is sixth bottom line is there's more to their offense than just neighbors i mean he kind of makes it go but the thomas kid's really good and and um the tight end his name's escaping me right now i shouldn't his dad was a famous tight end uh, the, the tight end's really good. Uh, efficiency, Jackson Dart has a 202.45 efficiency rating, which is really impressive. Uh, Jaden Daniels is second at 185.67. Uh, 
Uh, the rest of the the top ten, in case you're curious, is Brady Cook at Missouri, Connor Weigman at Texas A&M, KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, Devin Leary at Kentucky, Carson Beck at Georgia, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina, uh, the great Graham Mertz at uh, Florida, and then uh, somehow Peyton Thorne at Auburn. <laughs> I mean, you think Peyton Thorne is the quarterback Ole Miss faces? No, I don't either. Doesn't feel like it at all, does it? No, I don't think so. Spencer Rattler having a hell of a year. 77 for 108. Four touchdowns, two TDs. A.J. Swan's having a good year statistically. Uh, he's fine. He should go somewhere. I mean, uh, he, he's a good quarterback. He's at Vanderbilt. There's nothing he can do. He is more than confident. He would, he would make Auburn much better right now. Yeah. By the way, those are those stats are a week old. I just Maybe realized. AJ Swan's going to medical school or something. I don't know. Maybe I mean he's getting a Vanderbilt degree. He is. So I mean, solid degree. Go pro in things other than sports. The NCAA has told me over the years. Yeah, they've oh. liked that commercial for a long time. Most do. It's fair. I mean, quarter truth in advertising. Look, Vanderbilt. Patton Robinette quit as the starting quarterback at Vanderbilt to pursue his academic endeavors. A few years ago, he went to med school. I bet Dr. Robinette's doing quite well for himself right now, where, whatever whatever he's doing. I'm certainly not going to criticize that. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Not whatsoever. So, a couple disclaimers here, because I saw, I, I saw a, a, a negative comment. Not negative, it's true. An accurate comment that was negative toward the article early in it. Uh, the Athletic running a test on commercials and whether there are more commercials in college football. Okay. Okay, we're going we're gonna to review this in a lens. Because I think a couple things are true. I do not think they outright lied about anything in this game uh, or about this situation. I think the story is accurate. I think they cherry pick games a little bit, and I think, and again, I'm probably I'm really, really, really criticizing some reporters here without necessarily doing it. But you, when you call their reporting into question, who are doing the reporters? That. That's where I'm going. Okay, uh, Stuart Mandel and Seth Emerson. Ugh. And I go that feels bought and paid for. One for sure. Yeah, it just doesn't feel quite right. But here's what I find. I'm, so when I go through this, <laughs> again, I'm laying out all the disclaimers, is I think relative to the different broadcast is what is interesting. So, okay? Because okay. they talk about SEC on CBS, Fox, SEC on ESPN, Big Ten. Okay. Four different scenarios they are basing this off of because they all have slightly different commercial on paper schedules in the way they work. Okay. But there's a pretty common way that these things, they also have an ESPN executive with an answer and it's like, okay, yeah, if we're, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it's asking the, the, the butcher how the meat is. I mean, like, sure, but that's not exactly <laughs> how I feel about it. Um, and they do point out, I mean, yeah, when you ask an executive and he gives a really answer, you go, oh, case closed. Okay, good. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Sounds good. It's like asking the press secretary, how, <laughs> you know how do you think the president's doing yeah <laughs> i mean she's not gonna go well you know what we're having to put him on the ass end of the plane now because he can't walk up the damn steps yeah yeah, yeah. that thing in russia it's a it's a disaster <laughs> yeah, no yeah. i mean you're not getting that so you know um, we probably really have yeah no all right so they obtained documents outlining the commercial formats for all sec and big 12 games and certain big 10 games again they vary slightly but Basically, each conference's network partner, they look fairly similar. They're either a 3-4-3-4, which means three breaks in the first and third quarter and four in the second and fourth quarter, okay. or fours across the board, plus breaks at the end of the quarters. 
Okay. Okay. So on paper, that is what you're getting when you're watching these games. For example, SEC's format on all games on ESPN and ESPN2. Okay. The first quarter has three breaks of uh, one break of 305, one break of 310, one break of 325, and then another break at the end of the quarter that's 325. So in the first quarter on paper, you're getting 17 ish minutes of commercials. That's a lot, man. Sorry. No, I did that math wrong. It's 13 minutes. 13 minutes. Yeah, 13 minutes of commercials. Okay, still a lot. Yes. Second quarter, 305, 310, 255, 320. So another break. So we're getting up closer to 16, 16 So those and four minutes. and then the halftime. And then the end of the quarter. So all those four have to be in the quarter and then. Damn. Yeah. 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 Third quarter, three. Just like the first quarter, three and then the end. And then fourth quarter, four and then the end. So same thing. Okay. Okay. All right. All right go ahead. Yeah. I got whatever. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep my mouth closed. I, got, I, I have just. The, You're already the, getting questions. Well, I have one thought. Okay. Would you want to do it now? Or yeah, do it one now? thought. Okay. It's for the people in the stream. Okay. For those of you who go to the games and sit in the stands, I don't count. I'm in the press box. I have a computer. I can. I have. I usually put another game on my computer. So in the TV timeouts, I'm either writing or I'm watching another game. So I don't even notice the time as much until I look up and I'm like, wait a minute, we're only in the third quarter and we've been here three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. If you're in the stands, here's my question. How much does this bother you and or what do you do in that time to pass the time? And now the average game lasts about three hours and 22 minutes. Okay. That's where we are right now as a as a sport. Something like that. I think it was like 322, 325. Now, when they say that, are they factoring in like the games that don't have these this many commercials? Like the Mac games or Sunbelt games or whatnot? Um, I think they broke them up by actual conferences, but okay. I'm not 100% okay, sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they did was they matched the SEC's format with the Alabama-Texas game on ESPN September 9th. And it essentially fit their criteria of what the thing said. Okay. Um, the Alabama-Texas game lasted three hours, 24 minutes, of which approximately 45 minutes, not including halftime, were commercials. Not including halftime. So including halftime, an hour and five minutes. Halftime's 20 minutes. Yeah, correct. I mean, you're, but there's not gameplay going on. That's happening either way. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not losing anything there, but from a during game action, 45 minutes of commercials that lines up with previous seasons where basically it was 45, 43 to 45 minutes of commercials in previous seasons. Okay. Okay. So it fit the same thing. The big 10, uh, Wisconsin, Washington state in their week two game. They had 43 minutes, 30 seconds of commercials in their game. Okay. So following a very similar format. The Big 12 is a little less because of their breaks being a little shorter. They go 4 4 4 4, but I think it feels less to fans because instead of 325, a lot of their breaks are 230. Okay. So you take just, I know it's one minute, but I think getting back in a minute makes a difference. Sure. Because um, I'll look down on the field and it'll be 320 something, and I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I've got lots of time here. Almost to the point, Chase, that I'll get into another game watching it, and Ole Miss has resumed, and I'm like, wait, wait hold on, I, I got to go back to what I'm watching. So, I just wonder, like, attention spans of people. This is what I find interesting, and I'm, I'm getting there. I know it's a lot of kind of minutiae. No, but no it's okay. It's okay. Um, 
is that the Big Ten is also charging higher rates for their in-game sponsorships to try to make up for the fact they've cut a little bit off. Um, Athlete trivia questions, playoff predictors, those type of things, social media partnerships. They're looking for in-game bumpers that pay more money to at least make you think you're back in the game. And this is the TV versus the at the game thing that is interesting to me. All right. Um, Because they say here, there's one wrinkle that can make a game feel longer to the viewer, even though technically it's not. Some but not all conferences allow networks to run extra 30-second floaters during a natural break in the action, an injury, a 30-second timeout. But the red hat guy can't request the referee stop the game for it. So the producer takes the risk. The broadcast won't miss a snap. That's why when these things happen and you think, oh, God, they're at commercial. What the hell are they doing? We missed a play. They did, because what they do is that's not counting in the commercials that are set by the network. That's completely the producer on site or wherever they're in their truck going, hey, we got 30 seconds. Let's do a quick little 20-second McDonald's ad right here and come back. Yeah, And that's completely at their discretion on the ability to do that. When they mistime it, they're missing a play because they screwed up how long they were going to be out because they can't stop the clock. Gotcha. So if you're at the game, you don't even realize that happened because it's just natural game flow. But if you're watching at home, you go... Oh, great. Another break. And it's, but it didn't change the length of the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't go to Tuscaloosa, obviously. And I was watching. You didn't come over till the fourth quarter. I don't think I missed a snap, but like in the TV timeouts, man, I went down, moved the laundry once. Yeah. 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 I went and fed the dogs. I did all sorts of stuff. Never missed a snap. I no, mean, you, you've got time to like go well, do, do something I, of substance. And I'm getting to you here. No broadcast this is from Stewart and Seth, my buddies. No broadcast takes more commercial breaks than the SEC on CBS. In addition I to four. <laughs> <laughs> now their breaks are shorter, but they take more of them. Okay. In addition to four breaks of two twenty each quarter, shorter than ESPN SEC games, CBS can insert two additional one twenty breaks per half, and sometimes they cram in thirty second floaters on top of those. So you got all the stuff we just said, plus on CBS, they do an extra 120 per half, and then they cram 30-second floaters like I talked about a minute yeah. ago in all those other spots. Um, they did the Florida-Georgia game. Uh, da, 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 da. They logged the 2022 Florida-Georgia broadcast and last Saturday's South Carolina-Georgia game. The commercial time for each was approximately 49 minutes. Okay, so longer. Longer and equal to last year. It didn't seem much different. Now, what is interesting and also makes it seem longer is that the SEC game, if they get a bunch of run games early and they don't get natural breaks, they have the ability to make up for it later. So you might have an additional second quarter break if they couldn't get to one of the first quarter breaks. Say you had a scoring drive that took a while and they never went to a break and you stayed with it. They start cramming them in to make sure they fit, which the SEC permits them doing. So by the time you do that, the additional per per half breaks – and then whatever, it looks like you're just doing whatever. I mean, they said in, in the Georgia-South Carolina game, they had eight commercial breaks in one quarter because they were trying to make up for the last quarter plus have all the floaters and all that. They went to break eight times. That's wrong. Some, of them, some of them were short, and some of them didn't affect gameplay, but they had eight commercials. That's, that's wrong. Yeah, because just stay with the game. Let the reporter let, let, go down to the sideline and go, hey, so-and-so's injured, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Come on. So it's producers' faults on top of it. So I say all this to say this. All right. They give a lot of leeway to make the broadcast worse 
with all these floaters and fill-ins and all these things. If you're actually at the game, you're not noticing a lot of this, and you're probably less affected than you were in previous seasons. So, look, I was right to a point. The people who said, no, I'm wrong, were also right to a point. The commercial time is pretty much exactly the same as previous seasons. But when you take away a bunch of plays and leave the commercial times, whatever, the commercials become a higher percentage of the time you're on air. So, yes, the TV guy goes, hey, well, I mean, the games are cut by six minutes, and we got the same amount of commercials, so that means we took six minutes off. No, you have the same amount of commercials, dummy. You took six minutes of our gameplay away to leave the same amount of commercials. What he's arguing would only work if you also cut a percentage of the commercials to fit the gameplay. And got the game from 323 to 305. NFL. Yeah. Because the NFL has fewer commercials, and they're very set, and they go, hey, if you want to if you don't want to pay it and you don't want to do this, somebody else will tough. Austin, thank you for the super chat. He says in the NFL, the average game time takes three hours, five minutes. That's yes. with more ad revenue. Why is CFB taking upwards of four? Cause they get more per ad revenue for fewer commercials. And there's a higher demand. The NFL runs the product, not the TV networks right. versus in college football, the TV networks will run the program and tell the schools what we're doing. And once again... Because the the NFL, look, if Bud Light doesn't want to pay it, you know what? Miller Light will. So tough, guys. Here are the available spots. Buy them if you want. If you don't, I don't care. Right. That's why the Super Bowl ads are so expensive. Yeah. Great. I mean... First come, first serve. You know, but but I'm back to my point, right? It's it's always funny when I'm the voice of the fans. I'm I'm never at a game. I mean, I've been to one game in the last... I'm trying to think, Chase. I'm, I'm trying to be real with this. How many games have I been to where I sat in the stands? I'll even include the South Alabama-Troy game where I stood on the sidelines, not as, in a working capacity. Since 2000, I've been to three. So I'm, I don't know that I'm the right guy for this. But damn, you ask people to come to these games, that's a lot of time just sitting in the stands waiting for the action to resume. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's the right time to run, get a beer or a Coke or a popcorn or whatever, run to the restroom. I, I don't know. I don't know how that – I haven't experienced that. I don't know. The last game I was at was Mississippi State, Arkansas, and the line to get a beer was so long that I was just like, screw it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get a beer later. Yeah, sure. I didn't go to the restroom. I don't know what those lines were like. I do remember sitting there playing on my phone during commercial breaks going, this is kind of boring. Well, it's like... And when the girls, Campbell and Caroline, left like in the second quarter, and I thought, I kind of wish I was going with them because I'd like to find a sports bar or something. That'd be more fun than this. And then the game got good, and by the end it was interesting and fun, but had that, hey, had that been a two-score game, I'm out. Peace. Second quarter. Because it was kind of boring. Yeah, sure. Well, it's like this. He used to give dumb statements as an official that made no sense when he was trying to protect people, and now he's doing it for the TV network. Steve Shaw quoted here. Here's what I would say to those who say, all you've done is put more commercials in the game. We see that six plays are out, meaning they've eliminated six plays from the game in their opinion. I think it's more than that. I do too. Lane thinks it's more than that. Everybody too. statistically thinks it's more than that. It's like two and a half drives. Yeah, That's more than six plays. I've heard Lane talk about it. I've heard Chip Kelly talk about it. I've heard other coaches talk about it. They, they're taking two and a half to three drives out of the game. We see that six plays are out and six minutes are coming off. To me, that's an indicator that nobody's throwing in extra commercials. We're not adding extra time. Shut up. That's not the point. 
It's disingenuous. Everyone's trying to protect this thing instead of just admitting what it is. That's college sports, man. That's that's I, mean, I, I say that all the time. I do this all the time. I'm like, you you guys, you 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 act like it's not broken, and it clearly is broken. It's clearly broken. So, I mean, Stacy's in the thread here. Says the game doesn't have an exciting flow with all the breaks. I, I agree. How how yeah. can the game have flow? Hey, oh, something exciting just happened. There's a turnover. Okay, <laughs> we'll be back in four minutes. <laughs> well, it bogs down the teams too. Hey. I mean, that's why they get even more frustrated when they give them a timeout because it's not just even a quick timeout. You're completely resetting everything. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they just called timeout. It's going to be third and three. Timeout. We we'll back in four minutes. Yeah, in the second quarter, three twenty-five, and then you run the clock. So yeah, four minutes between plays by the time you actually yeah. get it. So get it in. I don't even remember what set up this third and three. Those also aren't counting the bumper time when they come back in. They're no longer in commercial, but it's welcome to the SEC on ESPN. Brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear. Blah blah blah. As we, you know, as you're painting down to the field, yeah. like you're doing that kind of thing. Like I said, man, I've been in here a couple of weeks. I'll do it on Saturday. I'll turn on because I won't leave for Vaught Hemingway till like two, two fifteen, two thirty. I'll turn on the uh, Kentucky Florida game and I'll turn on the Texas A and M Arkansas game, and I'll look up at different times, and they'll <clears throat> both be on these long commercials. And I'll I, I don't even have ADD, Chase. Yeah, I know. I, if I had it, it would be like I, I'd look up. At, oh, they're, they're in the third quarter. What happened? Mm-hmm. And I realize you got to pay for it, and everybody's making a gazillion dollars, and that money's got to come from somewhere. But come on, I know. There's a way to do it because we see it on Sunday every single Sunday. It without fail, formulaic. They kick off at noon. They're done by three o five. They kick off at three o five and three twenty five. Can you start? Can you do it at those prices? Can you do it at the prices to know. make up for it? Can you raise revenue thirty percent to cut thirty percent of the commercials? You have to ask yourself whether you can, and if you can't, is it worth it? Right, that's the question. And I don't know. And I don't know the answer. I'm not in those staff meetings. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe some of the the bloat in these college athletic s- staffs will have to be taken out. And don't tell me there's not bloat. Yeah, there's a ton of it. Yeah, sure. So maybe you have to clean it up a little bit. But you could. You could do it. <laughs> I hear you, Ben. Um, you could. You could do it. You could do the NFL model. That it works. It works. Because their games are three oh five. Yes, man, you're correct. Speaking of, um, no three oh five. I mean, the NFL has it. One hundred percent true. Yeah, their their formula works, and if you go to an NFL game, it does not feel as long there, and there is more flow. Look, I mean, this is because they do the timeouts after a kickoff. Yeah, hey, they kick off. We're gonna go to a timeout. We're not gonna interrupt flow here, right? Once you start the drive, we're gone. We're gonna we're gonna keep driving until unless somebody gets hurt or something, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you know whatever. Yeah, but you're if you're at an NFL game, you're moving well. You, you don't feel like you know, like if you're the Saints, let's go Saints Panthers. Saints score a touchdown. They're going to go to a after the PAT. They're going to go to a break. Mm-hmm. 
you're, if you want to run and get a beer, that's a good time to go get it because you might miss the kickoff, but the kickoff's going to go through out of bounds. Anyway, you're not going to miss a kickoff. They go, you're going to miss a kickoff. They're going to have another timeout for like two minutes, and then they're going to come back, and the Panthers, Panthers are going to have the ball first and 10 at the 25, and they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so commercial kick commercial works because you're just... Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It tells the people in the stands, and then you can kind of begin to anticipate when the, when the breaks are coming. That's one of the problems I have is like, oh, why are we doing it now? Yeah. It kind of feels like haphazard. Yeah. Probably because it is. It is a good time to wrap the commercial situation with paying a few bills of our own. Fall is here, gentlemen. It's time to get busy during the holidays. Don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself. That's why our friends at Caldera Lab come in. You guys are the best in the skincare game with an easy routine. Keep your face looking pretty no matter your schedule. Plus, what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab. Show your best self and first impressions this fall. They create high-performance skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup twice a day routine to transform your skin. They know the skincare world is a heavily female-driven and has long been the wild, wild west for men. That's why they're making the solution simple. They got three products, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. First one starts and ends your day. The face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day. Full of confidence and the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as helps reduce the visibility and wrinkles and fine lines. One minute morning and at night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive deal. You're not beating this offer. Use MPW at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off right now. Get 20% off with code MPW at com to make an unforgettable first impression with the best gift this holidays. Uh, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square, Opa, is the perfect place for your company Christmas party, your fat festive party event, company dinner. Get in touch with them. They can accommodate up to 200 guests. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. We'll have picks up tomorrow. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're looking for a job, they can help you cross the board. If you are uh, looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent for your company, service specialists can help you too. Always free for the uh, the seeker, and the company doesn't pay unless you hire someone so, uh, that they that they bring to you. So it's can't lose. Will, Sydney, or Kelsey is the people to call, 662-832-5138. Or I check out their website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the uh, beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate exec wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludicky can help. Uh, he owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Got a lot going on there from horse horse riding offerings to uh, advanced competitions to it's a great venue for events as well. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. 
Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of, whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program? Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business, as a GAF Master Elite contractor that can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. And are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best, and that's what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. It's right next door to the university. They offer spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases, because College Town Oxford knows that uh, they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Get in touch with them, collegetownoxford.com, or text their VIP list today to be the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open, 662-300-3733. Podcast is brought to you by Heavenly Sunshine. They have Christmas on their mind. They know Christmas lights can be beautiful and a hassle all at the same time, so they can take care of the hassle for you. With a full-service installation plan, they install, take down, and store the lights. They use commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. You've got a couple days left in September. If you book in the month of September, you get a free 30-inch lighted deluxe wreath. Use code MPW10 for that. Again, MPW10 for a 30-inch lighted deluxe wreath there in the month of September. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Full-service commercial and residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, window cleaning, and more. HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203. little breaking news around the SEC. Yeah, I'm um, seeing this. I got the story up here from the Houston Chronicle. Okay, I was going to give the credit to Billy Lucci. Uh, either way. He's good. It's fine. If he tells you something's happening at Texas A&M. He's typically right. He's right. He says, toughest of news for A&M football, per everything I've heard since yesterday and from sources very close to the situation, quarterback Connor Wagman's foot injury is, in fact, a season ender for the emerging SEC star. Uh, Weight-bearing bone, roughly a 3.5-month recovery. That really sucks. I'll be honest. I know the first thing everybody does is, what does that do to our game? The first thing I always think about is, man, these kids work really hard, and then the season's over in September. There's a lot of work that goes into a season. That kid had really improved. He was playing – Really good football before he got hurt against Auburn. So my first thought is I hate it for him. Second thought, you have to do the, okay, well, what does that do to impact things? It makes A&M. You got to be a little careful because you got Max Johnson now. Max Johnson goes from being the insurance policy to the quarterback. He played really well against Auburn. He did. But now you got to protect He's gotta him. He's got to be a little cautious. You got to use him because I don't know who the third guy is there. But mostly I hate it for the kid. Gives them an out. Gives Jimbo an excuse. When it doesn't go well, if it doesn't go well. If Saturday doesn't go well, he can go well. I got my backup quarterback. You know. Jimbo yesterday, by the way, described Wegman as uh, day-to-day. It's just, I don't get it. We're all day-to-day, Neil. Oh, it's true. I mean, probable as good as any of us can be for a specific day. Can't guarantee it. I mean, how are you for tomorrow? I think Belichick used to do it with Brady, but probable on the sheet. Cause, yeah. I mean, yeah. to the know. best of my knowledge. I mean, I'm probable for tomorrow, but I'm not a definite. Yeah. But come on. You think he's out for the year and he, you're going to say day to day? I hate that. What are we Just, doing? Just be honest. What is lying helping? He's not playing. Arkansas is not preparing for Connor Wegman this weekend. No. In no way. Well, and- and if you throw too much at your kids as a defensive coordinator, they will they will play slow. 
Everyone will tell you that. You can't go, okay, here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to put in this really complicated package for this guy, and we're going to have a package for this guy. And on game day, with all the, all the adrenaline flowing, we'll just sort of adjust as we go. Doesn't work like that. Speaking of Belichick, see, he uh, got, got to ask about Swift and Kelsey yesterday. So it's even going to Bill Belichick now that we're asking for oh, opinions. What was his answer? He was on the Greg Hill show. So even okay. Belichick does radio and stuff during the week with people and is pleasant. Um, it's just local reporters he hates, too. Um, <laughs> does fine on all the podcasts. He goes, well, I would say Travis Kelsey has had a lot of big catches in his career, but that would be the biggest, was his uh, comment oh. regarding Taylor Swift. Well, it's it also, you know, he was... He was filmed by on social media. He was at the Eras tour at Foxborough when she did it there or whatever. And it was raining and she did through the rain or whatever. And he was caught on the elevator. So it was like a bunch of like, oh, it was Bill Belichick a Swifty kind of thing. And he okay. made some comment in the elevator and it was kind of a joke. Because he, he can be very dry and funny when he wants to be. It's just yeah. when he's a grumpy guy that he becomes whatever. Um, but because he had been asked about her at the time and he said that was pretty impressive. She's tough, man. Just sat out there and played through it in the rain. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When a host of the show asked Belichick if he officially considers himself a Swifty after the show, he said, officially, I don't know about that. I'm definitely on the, you got to calm down, referring to Swift's 2019 hit song, You Need to Calm Down. That's a Swifty, the show's host confirmed in response. So he actually answered with one of her titles okay. in his in his answer. It was clever by Bill there. clever. I mean, it's not Neil's picks clever, but it was clever. It's clever. It's it's. I don't know what the theme's going to be this week. It's kind of a letdown after last week. Nobody gave me any natural material. Nobody has, has it? No, it's been a kind of a... Nobody's I, jumped on it's anything. It's been a flat week. I mean, I'm getting off this. I mean, I've we're, got an idea. Look, we're playing directly into it, so I, I'm, I promise I'm going to stop here. But like even ESPN, the very top story, not like their main above the fold, but on mm-hmm. the right side with all the news. Chiefs Kelsey on podcast reaction to Taylor Swift quote awesome. That is the top. Do you buy it? Do you believe it? Do you believe this is an authentic relationship? I told you yesterday that something doesn't quite pass the smell test. Okay. I'm not so far as to say no. But my antenna is all the way up. If you put a gun to my head, I'm really struggling right now to make an answer. All right, well, because look, even if it is completely authentic, they are still playing it. The timing is unbelievable if this is authentic. I mean, they're playing it in a maximum exposure way. On his New Heights podcast with his brother, quote, sure as hell enjoyed this weekend. Um, I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in a great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chief fans. He joked that Swift's attendance has made his personal life, quote, not so personal, but not specifically say whether the two were in a relationship, noting that Swift is more private and does less media appearances than he does. He acknowledged seeing paparazzi outside his house recently as rumors have swirled about their connection. I know I brought all this attention to me. What's real is that, you know, is that it, that is my personal life. I want to respect both of our lives. No answers. And that's fine. None of that answers my question. 
<laughs> no, it does but not. But that's no. fine. <laughs> I mean, I, for the record, I mean, I don't care. And Donna Kelsey's just in on it. And, sure. She's yeah. in commercials now. Yeah. I mean, she's she's become popular as a mom. Yeah, she well, she was a, she's as she's as popular as Donovan McNabb's mom doing the Campbell Soup commercials back was, in the day. She was a hit during the Super Bowl when the brothers played against each other. Yeah, neat. Their podcast is a hit. It's very popular. I had two million you think, YouTube you downloads last week. You think our podcast is full of ads? Well, look at theirs. There's one man. It's an ad every couple minutes. Is it really? Yeah. They do a good job of incorporating the ads, but their ads, Chichingan. just yeah, they're making coin, which is good. Well, I, said, hey. I, think, I think they went over two million on YouTube last yeah, week. I mean, all power to them. Well, I mean, look, okay, but no, no, no. It's why if you told me to sincerely guess, look, relationship, I don't know, but are they close in whatever capacity, or at least seeing if they are close in whatever capacity? I'm going to go, yeah, because really? I well, okay, okay. I get what's in it for him. What's in it for her? Why? Why would she do this? Because she doesn't need, I mean, Chiefs fans to blow up her thing. Why? why? Who are her big advertisers on her commercials? On her uh, her tours? Beats me. Spies are one of them? I don't know. But come on. I'm I'm curious. I don't know. I've heard the number that he got for that commercial that he did that just recently popped. I don't know. No okay. clue. But you know what I mean? Like, wh- why? Her title sponsor is Capital One for her concerts. Okay. I don't know past that. Um, I don't know. Maybe a big big corporate deal she's got going on. I mean, she's worth tons of money. Maybe she feels this is maybe she maybe I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about her. I I'll give I like her music. I don't know anything about her really. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always amazed that like this week people are picking apart her appearance. We don't do that with we don't do that with male performers. Why don't we do that with women? That's that's completely absurd. I hate that. Yeah, it bothers me. It really does. Like, oh well she's people are like, you know, she's not that hot. So? Was that ever the point for she's anyone? She's a phenomenal performer. People who go to her concerts are people of all ages and sexes and races and whatever love her concerts. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not that hot. And so, so neither are you. I mean, what does that mean? She's just like six. Internet land. And? Internet, Internet land. land. It's what it is. Internet it's insanity. Land. We're full circling. It's insanity. I hate that stuff. It's called a hook in journalism. Brooks Robinson passed away yesterday, 86 years old. Arguably the best defensive third baseman ever. I mean, obviously, I never saw him play. I just saw highlights, but God, he was great. I hate that I had Ben McDonald one day ago. I would love to yeah. see what his conversations or whatever would have been with Brooks. I was listening to the Cubs broadcast last night and Ron Coomer, who used to play for the Minnesota twins and was at one point a twins broadcaster a little bit. I think, um, is good friends with Harmon Killebrew and Harmon Killebrew and Brooks Robinson apparently were very, very close. And so he spent a lot of time with Brooks Robinson and he just talking about what an authentic guy he was. And Pat Hughes, the Cubs hall of fame announcer 
obviously knows everybody in baseball circles, and he just talked about what a modest guy he was, that Brooks Robinson was that guy that when you're like, oh, man, what a great play that was, he was like, I, I get paid to make plays. I get paid to play, so I'll play. 16 consecutive gold gloves. That's second only to Greg Maddox's 18 by a player at one position. Robinson is third all-time in career defensive war at 39.1. Wow. Ozzie Smith, number one, 44.2. And then here's a hell of a stat. Omar Vizquel, is he there? Mark Bellinger, who played with Brooks Robinson. Uh-huh. So in the same infield, they have a 39 and a half and a 30, whatever I said it was, 39-1 career war. I remember Bellinger at the end of his career because he played late 70s into the 80s a little bit, if I recall correctly. He played with uh, it was like Bobby Gritch and Eddie Murray and okay. Ken Singleton, Al Bumbry. See, if I had just stuck with the Orioles as a little kid when they were kind of one of my teams, I'd be happy right now. I might have a team that might go to the World Series instead of what I'm currently watching. <laughs> the ESP the Orioles have sucked for years. Yeah, but I'd be happy today. Okay, fine. All you had to do was watch TBS instead of WGN growing up. That's it. Yeah, but be a Braves fan. I guess. I know too popular couldn't be that's not enough contrarian for around here. I get it, but it's fine. Dusty. Well, it's the whole thing about they're in the South, so you have to cheer for them because they're Southern. No, they're uh, on TV every day. We only had two options that were on TV every day. we used to always day. hear that you have to cheer for them because they're Southern. Like, well, then how come you guys aren't cheering for the Falcons? Because none of you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why aren't you cheering for the Atlanta Hawks? Because they're on the same city. Completely unlikable. Uh. Oh, like the Saints have had exactly this storied history of wins and, and, and success. It, uh, it might have had something to do with when the Superstation just first popped. It was Dale Murphy and them, <laughs> and they were winning. And then you had the 90s. <laughs> just thinking out loud. They were pretty decent during those years. So just kind of just pointing it out. Dusty Baker was the uh, quote they used in the uh, obit on ESPN. He was... Uh, Said Baker said he was Brooks Robinson was very nice to him was a rookie with the Braves. They used to barnstorm with him all the time as a real gentleman. Never heard anything negative about him. Um, spoke about how Robinson, especially back in the day, uh, was loved by the early African American players. They had ten or twelve during that thing, and he said especially it meant, meant a lot, especially back in uh, been that day. He was born in Brooks Robinson, born in Little Rock, Arkansas, in 1937. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Was known as an absolute gentleman in the sport. Yeah, so. All right, we will uh, wrap there for the day. Back tomorrow with uh, Jeffrey. We'll go over picks for the week. Nils picks up tomorrow, even though apparently we don't have a great lead yet for uh, that content item and endeavor. And then leading up to LSU, 5 o'clock ESPN on Saturday. About 45 minutes commercial is going to be inside that game, but we're all going to be there. We'll kick it off, and we'll see how it goes. With the Tigers and the Rebels leading into the postgame show presented by Dead Soxy. So have a good day. Remember, all podcasts presented by Twisted Tea. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.